And they kind of looked at me and they said the answer was, was alcohol. Tom Caulfield, James Whistle. This is the story of The Tempest 2. So ladies and gentlemen, The Tempest 2. <laughs> are back in town. <laughs> well, year off. We're back. My God. Bit good year? Good year. Yeah, not not bad, mate. You? <laughs> yeah, it's been all right, hasn't it? It's been all right. Probably start yeah, start by apologising to everyone who's um, who was getting into the podcast and then they just, just disappeared. That was sort of how we were rolling back then. Um, but, you know, glad to say that we are back on a way more consistent basis. Uh, so you, you know, you can expect to hear from us weekly, um, which is a little bit different to the sporadic nature of the podcast in, uh, in times gone by. And yeah, we're kind of looking forward to getting stuck back into it and, and chatting through all things adventure mindset, I suppose. Should we, should we tear it up a little bit? Yeah, I think, you know, the reason why I think the podcast stopped was, you know, the podcast was great when we were doing adventures and we were doing stuff, whether, you know, we were in Yosemite or we then went through all of our adventures chronologically and naturally came to an end. Uh, so you can only talk about those so much. And then we started to try and piece together random shit, which, um, you know, people were saying they liked, but it was just a bit weird for us to do, wasn't it? So I think, you know, we, we took ourselves away from the spotlight, from the media for a year. We've uh, we've recalibrated and understood what our purpose is with this podcast, and what we're going to be focusing on loosely, I might add, loose women style is an adventure. Loose women, yeah, that would be great if we could get up with those guys. <laughs> they do an amazing job. Um, is is around an adventure mindset, and what that means is rather than focusing on specific adventures, it's all around having a mindset that allows you to take action to you know take a risk to start a business to whatever it is and we're just going to have a conversation around that each week we'll talk about what we've done in the week we'll talk about what we've seen in the week we'll hopefully get some guests on at some point um but more of just a a conversation on a weekly basis that hopefully will um add some kind of value to your lives and that's basically it isn't it yeah that's uh that's a pretty good summary, I'd say. I'd say if that's if there's one thing that we are quite good at doing, it is saying we're going to do something and then somehow, you know, going and doing it. And that's, I guess, in a nutshell, what, what this is kind of about. Uh, and also just having a chat around what we've seen that's that's cool, that's funny, what we've been up to. Um, and there's probably no better place to start than what we've been doing over or for the last 12 months, but probably more like two years. And... Um, until now, we've kind of kept the the Tempest 2 kind of separate from what we spend 90% of our time doing, uh, and that is building dose. So let I think, you know, we might as well jump in and give a bit of a, a bit of what we mean by what we've been doing building dose and how dose is actually the latest adventure for us and, you know, our biggest one yet by far. Yeah, I mean, a whirlwind tour of dose and where it came from, obviously James and I I've run the Tempest 2 for almost six years now. Uh, the adventures are one thing. We speak all around the world on growth mindset and deliver keynotes. And then those keynotes turn into workshops. And we'd run workshops with clients from Bank of New York to Airbnb to Nike to Google. 
on trying to develop a mindset in their employees to allow them to perform better. And, you know, uh, whenever COVID hit, however, 10 years ago now, um, you know, that business basically ground to a halt. And we'd always had this idea of DOS, which was a, essentially a, a digital version of what we were doing in these workplaces, but essentially giving people access to self-development, personal development to change their behaviors and mindset. And, you know, for the last two years, James and I have become big time tech entre- entrepreneurs um, and we're now both millionaires and this is just a bit of a hobby now. So, <laughs> which I would love for that to be the case. But what's really the truth is we have been strapped to our desks for two years, um, failing, learning, you know, learning a completely different skill set from building a tech platform that is a a mental fitness club. We've, you know, got a, a CTO in Sweden, Marcus, who we recruited, who's incredible. And we've been out to see him this week, which we'll go on to. Um, we've raised money through some of the best venture capital firms in the in the world. Um, you know, all doing this whilst completely learning on the go. And as James said, I think this really is our next adventure. This is the next five, 10 years of our life. Um, we're still going to do adventures alongside it, albeit maybe just shorter, sharper ones. Um, but you know, it's been a it's been a hell of a roller coaster, isn't it? It really has been, and it's been like just you you talking through it. Then it kind of brings back all like memories, very recent memories. But there's lots some similar themes between like the the failures, the learnings, and like the learning curve of a of an adventure. And it's kind of exactly the same in this capacity. And uh, I'm actually kind of looking forward to sharing those wins all the wins to come hopefully but also sharing like times where we've learned the maybe the challenges that we've faced and like what we've done to to get through them just you know from our perspective it's quite a nice opportunity to be just open about the whole thing which is uh which is pretty cool but we are yeah recently back a couple of hours ago from malmo in sweden where as tom mentioned we were uh, with with the team over there and for the first time so how long have we been we've been working together with with Marcus and and Linus and the guys and Alfred? um probably just under a year I think it was like May June last year that we we brought Marcus on and you know M- Marcus uh who's our, you know our CTO is he's got 20 years experience building you know apps and tech and software for you know that we all would have used uh and for some reason, he said yes to joining us um, to Absolute Muppets. But, you know, we've been working with him virtually for for the last year um, and obviously couldn't travel out to Sweden. And Linus, his, you know, his connections out there with developers and stuff who've been helping us build it as well and the designers. Um, it was great to go and meet them. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's been bizarre. But uh, it's, do you know what? This week felt epic to actually get out of the country because... You know, we've just been tied to our desk for so long. And I think part of this podcast as well is we've missed doing stuff like this. Um, we've been so kind of deep and focused on building dose that at points it was just like pretty overwhelming. Yeah. Um, so I think for us, this this podcast is, is almost therapy. <laughs> oh, like it. God, mm. open the cupboard doors on it. That's not a phrase. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's been... Um, open those cupboard doors, as they say. <laughs> who knows what will fall out. Um, it's been... It was awesome. It was so good to, to actually see you face-to-face or, or meet face-to-face and have proper interaction, I think. You know, everyone loves the remote work or some of the benefits that that brings, but weeks like we've just had has certainly challenges that um, 
that thinking for me, I think. I don't know about you. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we, we planned to go out there three weeks ago and then uh, you got the dreaded COVID. Yeah. Uh, so we had to push it back a week. Uh, and then we were just about to go out again. And then Marcus and his family got COVID. And uh, then we had to push it back again a week. Um, and then I got COVID, but just flew anyway. So that was, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I, I, I avoided COVID. Um, but yeah, so it was like two weeks delayed, three weeks delayed. And then we finally got out there, flew out there on Tuesday this week um, and got back a few hours ago. And it was good fun. The weather was absolutely shite, wasn't it? It's awful. Um, worse than Worse than the UK somehow. Somehow, but I think the Scandies just there's just something about Scandinavia that they just do things quite well, don't they? There just seems to be less there seems to be less total morons in Scandinavia than like here, for example. Yeah, but I think potentially we we were hanging out in a pretty cool area um and going to i don't know where you have to go in sweden to replicate you know the places the places <laughs> where we live uh or, or some of the places where where you see the morons but um, they've got to exist if not they have absolutely crushed it but it's uh malmo so is it, it was in malmo in sweden and it was it's a weird weird is the wrong word but like it's a really small it's weird in the sense that it's a really small city but it's packed with amazing food and drink and like quite a lot of tradition and stuff as well and we'll come on to talk about uh, an eye-watering uh, <laughs> experience that we uh, we got up to yeah i think they, they they do a lot of things right and uh you know so we we spent basically three full days in you know doing strategy stuff and stuff for the platform products and then brand and ways of working all, all the the usual stuff but it was amazing to do it in person i think you know the, the way that everyone is working at the moment the, the remote first is has a, a lot of things going for it but it also definitely lacks things and i think that was so evident this week just being in a room with people and having a coffee with people and chatting that way you can't replicate that over something like zoom um at least at least i don't think you can um so yeah, no, we came yeah, came out with it agree. with a ton of stuff. We we immersed ourselves fully into the local culture. We went to Marcus took us to a traditional meatball restaurant, which you know I was you know I didn't I didn't think you could get any better than IKEA, but you can, <laughs> you can. There are meatballs out there. This better. is where IKEA got the idea from. <laughs> <laughs> could well be, but you know, as we all know, IKEA created meatballs first, so I don't know about that. But yeah, phenomenal. <laughs> and then the hot dog. <laughs> yeah and the hot dog yeah exactly the 60p hot dog which again is unbeatable um but we uh the one thing we really wanted to do there which is very very swedish was visit one of the the ice baths and saunas wasn't it um yeah and you know we've obviously been to spas and david lloyd <laughs> which, which is about <laughs> about as cultured as it gets over here but um you know I, I think every week we want to talk about a, a funniest moment of the week for us, a, a failure of the week. And for me, the uh, the, the visit to the sauna was probably the, the, the funniest moment of the week for me because it was quite a strange environment, wasn't it? Yeah, I'd uh, I'd absolutely go with that. That's the funniest moment for a while. But it was, you know, it, it looked like something out of a, a scary film. It was 
like three degrees outside, raining as we were walking up to it. It kind of stands like 300 meters into the sea, like on stilts. And it is the Baltic Sea, so you can you can guess the temperature of the water. Um, and you, you kind of walk in there, uh, you, you pay your money and you walk through. The next thing you know, you, you're kind of in this weird little setup. You know, there's a sign above the door that says you've got to be totally naked. So for hygiene reasons, which I will challenge, uh, probably more for tradition reasons. Um, but it, it's a totally, totally naked experience. You go in there, it's capped at the moment to 30 people. You know, it wasn't a capacity, but it felt pretty busy. And I don't know, I think everyone in there is it's obviously something that they do regularly, consistently with with the confident level, confidence levels kind of through the roof. And uh, I think, you know, we rocked up, stuck out like a sore thumb. A guy actually said to me in the shower, is this your first time here? It was that obvious with how uh, how amateur I was making it all look. So it was, uh, it was a hell, hell of a baptism of fire. You strip down, you go into a sauna with, with just a towel on. Um, and there's three different types of saunas. You got a wood sauna, you got a dry sauna and a steam sauna. And then you would go back and forth from the sauna to the, the sea, which sounds quite nice. Uh, but in reality, the sea was, I don't know, what, probably one of the most painful things I've done in a long, long time. It was two degrees, uh, the, the sea temperature. And it's that's like, take your breath away and your balls away oh and leave you with not a lot left and get back in the sauna. I mean, we've we've spoken previously uh, about Big Wall Dick. Um, <laughs> this was, yeah. I this, mean, what's this, the opposite? This, yeah. This this oh, made no. that. Sorry, no, I'm, I'm no. Of, I'm, th- I'm just yeah. thinking of Big Dick. <laughs> big Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What's the Sorry. Big Wall Big Wall Dick is the opposite of Big Dick, but yeah. this is the extremest version you can imagine. And like, <laughs> what was strange was so you, you get in there, and you know, you know the culture in England. You know, we, we've both played you know sport all our lives, so you know, understand that you know, a guy who wears boxes in the showers, you don't trust him. You know, you, you don't trust that guy. But <laughs> there is a point where I think it then becomes a little bit odd, and you know, and the hygiene thing, completely disagree with. I'm not sure how having a knob out is more hygienic than wearing shorts or or some speedos (laughs) so i'm gonna i'm gonna challenge that off the bat that's not true um and the second thing is you know we're going into these saunas and you know it's not like a gq magazine you're not you're not walking into you know a room full of gorgeous adonis people you are walking into a room full of 80 year old prunes with their knobs out and um you know fine do it but I don't particularly want to be in that environment. It's a, bit, a little bit odd. And obviously, it's really busy. You know, you've got theatre-style seating in these saunas. So right over your right shoulder is, is someone's Johnson. And it's a little bit disconcerting, I must say. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, <laughs> I, that's a very good way of putting it. I wasn't going to go that uh, that detailed, but you've, you've brought it to life. And um, <laughs> it was. And, you know, one thing that <laughs> we both noticed was the consistent across you know all of these older men the consistent lack of hair and i don't know mm. i don't know if that is a result of spending lots of time in going from a hot sauna to a freezing cold sea um or it's sort of preemptive and they're <laughs> you know they're getting rid of it but it was uh 
yeah, I mean, we, we must have stood out, you know. But it was it was a it was also a very good experience. There's something very, you know, and there's obviously loads out there about the whole Wim Hof ice bath situation, you know, and all the benefits that that brings. Um, and I, I've you know I've I've tried I've dabbled in that little bits and pieces. Yeah, and this was like that for me, like just dialed up, um, probably by the fact that you are butt naked walking you know down some stairs sort of feels like your doom um but it you know it it was a pretty good experience and we were a bit dusty going in there because we've been for a nice meal and a few drinks the night mm. before and uh just like travel days and stuff and it, it it really did blow the uh blow the cobwebs away and uh <laughs> and everything else yeah for, for for five minutes and then we felt worse i think i remember rightly when we checked in she was like you know what you're doing you've been in before and we're like no like you need to tell us what to do because we don't want to walk into a female thing and offend people and whatever so she's like right okay but the one thing you need to be careful of is you know make sure when you get out of the sea have a rest before you get in the sauna otherwise you'll pass out um or fade out as she called it she's like you know it happens to everyone i faded out it's just like jesus christ what do you mean like just had this image of us just like absolutely butt naked, like sprawled out on the floor, completely gone. Being distracted, Wouldn't be the being first carried time. Over. No, no, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we went into it being like, this is going to make us feel you know, way better, blow the cobwebs away. And actually that first time we came out of the water, I, um, God, I felt a bit sick. Actually, my head was all over the shock because it is such a shock that it's, uh, it's actually a pretty weird feeling. And, you know, it's not glamorous. It's not like a nice spa, like you're probably imagining. It's just some rickety old wooden steps that go down through the mist into the Baltic Sea. Yeah, like there's nails sticking out of it, and it's just basically bits of like scaffolding poles. Um, so it's pretty, uh, it's pretty raw. But it was, um, I'm really glad we did it. It, it was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, I was, I was exactly the same. I was like, what's she talking about? I'm definitely not fading out. Like, I've done a bit of hot cold therapy in my time. I think you'll find I'll be all right. And then the first time back up the stairs was, um, yeah, start to realize everything that she's talking about could soon become my reality. But it was a, uh, it, it kind of summed up. And apparently, that is the ultimate Malmo tradition. And if you're a true Malmo man, you go to the football every week and you go to the sauna every single day. Um, which is a hell of a lifestyle, I suppose. Football and sauna, yeah, gotta gotta love it. But um, yeah, it was great, really good trip. Feel feel pretty tired today, weren't like considering we got back like two hours ago. Um, but you know, I think uh, I'm looking forward to the to where this podcast is going to go. I truly am. I think we can uh, we we can take people on a journey. You know, we're just doing cool shit, doing cool shit every week. I'm also I must. I must remember, I should stop swearing, actually, because... Uh, I'm just going to... Right, well, I'm going to tee you up with one here. Uh, and I think, you know, and I think you, you were going there, but it, it's around, you know, the colourful language that you use to illustrate your point. <sighs> yeah, well, I, I went for a uh, a family pub lunch last weekend, uh, which my grandparents attended because we didn't get to see them at Christmas because um, they were on holiday. Um, and uh, we were just chatting. Line that up to make it stuff. sound really sad. Like yeah, yeah. Being, so it's not yeah. like nothing to do with COVID or anything. They were just away on holiday. Um, yeah. So, you know, we meant to, oh, how's it going, Tom? Yeah, great. Oh, actually starting the podcast next week. And um, 
my um my grandmother was like oh and then my grandmother was like oh she's not she's not happy with you she's like no 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 i no i didn't say that i didn't say that and it basically turns out that she's quite appalled by the language i use so you know it's just a bit you know sometimes it's a bit fruit you know a bit fruity I was like, well, I, I am, I am in my thirties now, uh, so I think I've, you know, I've maybe earned my stripes to drop a couple of, couple of clangers. But what really pissed me off was she was then like, well, you know, just be more like James. He doesn't swear. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? The guy is. He offends me. He's a potty mouth. So I don't know how I've got away these, with that. I, no, no, nor do I. It's clearly you're either. <laughs> they've either got rose-tinted glasses and they're like, James is amazing. Or they just fucking don't listen to you. <laughs> it's one yeah, of, one I, of the I, I think the latter. I think you hear more or you care way more if it's... Yeah. Uh, if it if it comes from your, you know, your side of the family. So I think... Mm. Yeah, they're, they're just picking up why. on that. But don't so let it change I, you. No, but, you know, I'll send an apology out there. I... I'm very fucking sorry. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try to change. You know, yeah. swear words are for the the uneducated, and you know, if if your vocabulary lacks, then you fill it with swear words. So that's probably why. So th- thank you for listening, though. We do really appreciate the uh, yes, the listeners. You do make up sixty percent of our <laughs> listenership, so we don't want to lose you. So th- th- <laughs> we don't want to lose this you. Is for you. Stay literally. on for the ride. <laughs> yeah, literally, congratulations. Um, what about you? Have you, you? We've both had a similar failure in the last. We have. You know, I've had a failure that's been ongoing for about six months, <laughs> and I knew you were kind of enjoying the failure. You, you, you little snide remarks. I was. And then you, you have just had the same failure in the last week, uh, which has brought me an enormous amount of joy. Yeah. I must say. Yeah. Um, so. Do you want to go into your failure? How do you kind of want to structure it? Yeah, I think um, you are right to begin with. I have been very much enjoying mm. your um, <laughs> your troubles. And, and this is all around motor vehicles and owning second-hand cars or buying second-hand cars. And for the last five years, I've been on like a, a leasing program. Uh, so I've had like a brand new car, haven't had to worry about it, and been sat on the sidelines just laughing. Um <laughs> It's just been fun. But that's all come to an end for me. And I thought, now's the time. You know, this romantic vision of a camper van is is now upon me. And I got to make that that step in my life. So I went looking and I found... You basically want to become Honold, don't you? You got into Honold's van (laughs) and you're like, oh, I love... I remember you you were like, oh, Alex, what is this... uh... Is this a point two? Is this oh, have you got a generator there? I was like, geez, it's actually Christ, a total lie. Camp I've actually, never been in his van. No, that's not. Oh, he got an hour van. Didn't he <laughs> he got go. in our okay. van. Oh. He's a he's a good friend. I just forget. <laughs> yeah, I, I forget know. when and We've where. Had so it's, many memories, it's, it's hard to pinpoint them. I know. Um, I know. But um, no, I, I so yeah, I, you, I, I knew idea. you'd do it someday. I love the idea, mm. and I thought, right, I found I found the perfect van. Um, I didn't really think that, but I thought I found a van that was a good option. Um, and you know, went up to look at it, test drive it, obviously drove like an absolute charm as they would do. Um, got it back, been on a couple of trips with it, went up to the peaks a couple of times and it was amazing. Had a great time. Um, time comes for to get a little service 
and like the week before i've not driven it for a while because i got covid as tom mentioned and um <laughs> you know it was a tough time but the battery's completely flat so um i t- take it into the nearest garage which is literally like round the corner i'm like right i think the battery needs doing i like to pretend like i know what i'm talking about when i go to these places and that's purely based off googling like when you're ill you google your symptoms googling what's gone on with the van and then telling the garage what i think has gone wrong with the van um uh yeah That's classic, yeah, yeah i think i think that. the alternator shot on the left carburetor so if you can uh can have yeah. a quick it's look like it hasn't got an alternator it's like oh that'll be it then <laughs> can you put one in it should do <laughs> yeah so i tried to diagnose it anyway got got slapped with a, a massive bill and um got it back because i you know at least that's done i'm i'm still pumped on it i'm still amped on it drove it about a mile down the road uh and it broke down again <laughs> so uh it, it's it seems to be the beginning of a long road yeah a long um, expensive relationship um but yeah. you know the plus side is you, you know you've basically added another bedroom to your house at the moment so <laughs> yeah exactly you can go it's cheaper than an extension ch- yeah just. <laughs> just about yeah debatable actually uh but you know you can yeah. just go you can go chill in it you can make a coffee in it like sometimes you just want to be out yeah. on your drive so um yeah looks cool on the drive yeah That's literally there it. you go um yeah no i'm yeah, what I'm about gu- yourself well i'm gutted for you like i'm really unhappy about that <laughs> because yeah as i said i've had some similar woes um I, I well since we last spoke uh, to you folks, which was over a year ago, um, I have made the the giant life decision to move out of London, and I'm now in the Oxfordshire countryside, right in the sticks. And I think naturally, you know, when you move out here, you you start to build some assets that kind of fit the profile. And one of those was a Range Rover. Now, um, I essentially can't afford a decent Range Rover. So I was like, you know, I'll get an old one. I'll get an old one, you know, an old retro Range Rover. Look pretty cool. Um, don't cost that much. So I found one. I was like, decent petrol. It's got LPG, which is really, you know, eco-friendly and, and cheap to run. Got it. Picked it up from a place in Reading. I was like, I've absolutely crushed this. Like, I've got a Range Rover. Um, perfect for the dog. Great for all the off-roading I do. And... Um, on the way home, on the M- on the M40, on the way back from Reading, the engine light came on. It was like, that's weird. <laughs> um, okay, that's fine. So I called them up. Anyway, what transpired was a six-month um, relationship with a garage down the road of, this is broken, okay, I'll pay to fix that. This is broken, okay, pay to fix that. It was basically in the garage for over seven weeks in total. Um, got to the point where it's like, okay, they, it needs a whole new engine. So I called the dealership back up that I got it from. They were like, it's been six months, mate. You're not having it back. And I was like, oh, the actually the, the 2015 Consumer Rights Act says I've got blah, blah, blah. Anyway, fucking did them. They're like, right, bring it back. Give you, <laughs> give you some of the money back. Um, so still at a loss. Uh, took it back. And they're like, oh, we've just got a brand new. What a mug. I'm listening to myself. What a mug. We've just got a brand new one in uh, last week, actually. I think, you know, you could trade it in if you want. We'll knock 500 quid off the price. I was like, all right, fine. Got there, swapped over, took it for a test drive. Ran like a dream. Perfect. Started driving. I was meeting you, wasn't I? Um, up up near yep. here. Uh, started driving at home uh, on the motorway. Uh, and an error light came on. It was like transmission or something like that. Basically, it wouldn't, t- it wouldn't change out of third gear. So I'm basically burning petrol at about 17 quid a minute. Um, 
get home engine light comes on as well uh and it's just it's been sat on the drive for a week haven't driven it since picking it up and a guy's just turned up with a um with a uh a massive kind of lorry to put it on the back of and take it away again so <laughs> flatbed flatbed yeah, is what yeah literally for. literally yeah that's <laughs> what i was like what the fuck what are those things called um so yeah so that's my second range rover in six months uh a hundred percent strike rate for the engine light coming on on the motorway on the way home, um, and maybe I should learn my lesson and just stop trying to spend eighty-five quid on a Range Rover. There's probably something wrong with it, so I will try yeah. again. I will try again, and uh, I'll keep you all updated yeah. about the next one. I think stubbornness is your friend at some point in this process, because mm. mm. at some point we will have a vehicle that works perfectly. Yeah, I mean... And then who's laughing? Then who's laughing, yeah. But it's all... <laughs> the all garage. Just, all just at a loss at the moment. It's truly oh. expensive stubbornness. Um, but, mm, yeah, we're loaded. Um, so, it's, so it's fine. Uh, I think, you know, the startup stuff I find interesting. I quite... Um, you know, what interested me about that was when we started Dose, you know, you kind of get drunk on the Kool-Aid, don't you, of all the tech crunch articles and all of the videos you see of, you know, like Silicon Valley startup raises 150 billion and the founders are 19. And it's like, bloody hell, that looks, that looks awesome. And then you start it and then you start your startup, uh, which is always the first step. Um, and it's, <laughs> fuck, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty savage at points, isn't it? It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. Really hard guys. Um, it, yeah, there's been some moments where it's been great, but there's been a lot of moments where it's like, Pwah, this is uh, this is pretty, pretty intense. Um, totally. Yeah. Well, without being without being cliche, it's it's true what some say. It's like the highs are high and the lows are low because you're the only people that can like get you into it or get you out of it. Yeah, it's, it's like nowhere to turn. So it's uh, yeah. I mean. I genuinely do think that the weird and strange and wonderful adventures we've been on have actually weirdly uh, kind of prepared us for the the roller coaster that life has been the last couple of years. No, without a shadow of a doubt, you know, the mainly being resilient to stuff going wrong all the time. Um, but you know, what's interesting <laughs> yeah. is you know the yeah you know, these the VC funds that have you know invested into Dose and, and are you know on the journey with us now have invested in dose not just for the idea but because of you know what we've done in adventure which is you know a big risk for them because usually you know a founder may have you know come from google or you know is from a from certain university or has a really technical skill set we don't have any of that uh we've just got some pretty cool stories and uh we've managed to convince them uh which is uh yeah which has been which has been interesting for sure it does seem to be one of the one of the most important skill sets uh doesn't it and, and you can totally see why uh, beforehand it's like i don't really get what all that's about but now you can totally see why because it happens all the time and most of it is out of your control so it's very pretty key to be able to deal with it and, and keep moving forward and stuff so yeah it's been a it's been interesting. It's been interesting. One thing that we want to try and do, I think, every week as well, is talk about someone who we think um, really represents that that adventure mindset. And that doesn't always mean adventure, like by any stretch. It, it's it's more everything that we've been talking about. So it might it might be someone um, you know in the 
sports space or in business and startups uh, or research or whatever it might be but someone who we think has displayed like this this adventure mindset and try and you know steer you guys towards whether it's a documentary or a piece of content or something that we think you'd like appreciate checking out um and over the last few months i can't actually remember when it was released now um but there has been a, an epic, epic climbing film released called The Alpinist, um, which documents kind of the life and climbing ascents of this guy called Mark andre Leclerc. And it is like next level, next, next oh level. And, you know, even Honold is is like push, puts this guy like on a pedestal above him in terms of ballsiness and uh, and kind of what he's up to so that's that's like a, a big recommendation i think from us yeah i think it's on is it on netflix now i think it's it not one of the or, big... or sky I, I watched... yeah something like that isn't it it might be sky it might be sky actually i because i watched it again the other day i saw it in the cinema and then rewatched it and it is absolutely insane what this guy does uh it is fully you know honold free solo level stuff um and potentially even more insane at points um so yeah definitely definitely check out the alpinist if you can um the guy is yeah genuinely remarkable and the most unassuming like hates media has no social media presence uh won't ruin the ending for you um but uh yeah it's 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 got some it's got some twists that's for sure you know, climbing's just in our blood now. I just feel like we can relate to all kind of climbers. I do miss Alex, actually. He's such a good guy. He's such a good guy. Congratulations, Alex, actually, on your baby that's that's due. Um, look forward to going to the christening. Potentially godparent material. Not sure. Yeah, um, huge congratulations. And um, good friend, is it Sam? Actually. Sammy? Sam, well, I, I call her Sammy. You can call her Sam. Yeah. Wait, yeah. that's not a name. That's not a name. It's Sane, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, God. Yeah, but I call her Sammy. So. <laughs> you call her Sammy, yeah. yeah. Well, we're Sam, not mates yeah. with her. We're mates with him. So what can, you can't expect anything less than that. No, but um, yeah, huge congratulations. We've actually, you know, obviously strategically <laughs> left our climbing bag in Yosemite for that exact oh, God, reason. Yeah. So, so that we do have to go back there and just happen to bump into him and his new family with a gift that we've brought from london so uh, at some so point we, at some point that we do need still to there, get isn't that it? bag yeah that, i think uh, that shows just how much we were just like we're so done with this that we literally just fucked. left our stuff there <laughs> it was just like need to leave need to get to universal studios asap um, <laughs> yeah so exactly a, um the pig that we hauled up there which you'll all remember from the lcap episodes four years ago um that's what's out there full of our climbing gear which is really really expensive gear um so we do need to go and get that back at some point which is a good excuse to go out to uh, california i guess and what we got next week we've we've actually got quite a a cool engagement next week haven't we got a yeah got a great week um kicking off in manchester the great city of the Manchester. north um with Manchester <laughs> with the Is that Manchester? That is exactly how they sound, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, with the it's the high performance podcast live series 
and we are headlining the Manchester show, which is a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a lie. Um, but we're, we are on anyway, Monday evening. I would say go and get a ticket, but I believe it's Who's, sold out. It's sold out, so that's not a surprise. Yeah. But, um, and it is a big venue. It's not one of those small venues that gets sold out. It's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's over. Over. I spoke to Jake Humphrey on Friday's good friend now. Um, <laughs> he... Uh, he said that they sold out uh, the Lowry Theatre in Manchester, which is a very iconic. Uh, is that the Mike Lowry? Uh, over a th- <laughs> Matt Lowry. Uh, over a th- over a thousand people in attendance. Um, well, we on the program. We thought, can't. We can't have been on the program. Well, you know, as influencers go, we're we're pretty poor on our comms, but we've still got <laughs> we've still got the pull. We've I still guess. got it. We we still pulling the numbers. Who's who's the supporting acts? I think I think uh, a guy called Russell Kane or something. I think I don't know. Russell never heard of him. Yeah, he'll be following up uh, the main the main show. Good luck to him. Good luck to him. uh, Yeah, we are the warm up act. Yeah, Uh, we are opening the show. Straight. (laughs) Let's be be honest. Um, Yeah, we're opening the show, which is yeah absolutely phenomenal. Can't wait actually. And I think we you know we haven't delivered a. A face-to-face keynote in a long time, just to f- um, just to fill so those guys then... with confidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I can't even remember half the shit. Um, so just to ease ourselves back in with a casual one thousand person audience <laughs> should be good. So we're, we'll either fly or we'll crumble under the pressure. I was going to say um, there's there's a no, small that's... chance that that'll be the fail of the week next week. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know I think the fail of the week might be if one of us decides to wear grey or something like that. Because uh, oh God, yeah. under the under the warm lights of showbiz, you can perspire <laughs> quite heavily. Are, are you going to um, take your makeup? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. They've got on. they've got they've got makeup artists there. Um, it's a pretty. We've got it on the rider, haven't we? Where they actually are. So like fr- fried chicken. <laughs> I've absolutely bottled that. We got an email from the uh, I think it's the talent agency that represent jay comfrey or something and they were like oh just to let you know that here's your your call sheet and everything and um so let us know what you want for the rider it's like uh <laughs> yeah you said still water i know i bottled it i was like i don't want to seem like an <laughs> arsehole i don't want to see this like um just red skittles please um, yeah <laughs> that interesting thing about rider who, who was it was it uh what band was it like Def Leppard or I think it was the Rolling Stones or one of the big bands? I don't know. They were infamous for their rider always contained one item that was, I think it was like M&Ms with the brown ones taken out. And people thought, oh, like what a bunch of divas, blah, blah, blah. But I learned this recently. The reason they did that was it was Axl Rose. So it's Guns N' Roses. This is who it was. If that hadn't been done in the green room, if there were brown M&Ms in the thing, it basically meant that the show producer hadn't read their stuff in enough detail. So there could be lighting wrong. There could be this wrong. So it was a way of testing that they had genuinely checked everything they need to happen, uh, which I thought was quite interesting. I like it. Yeah. So if our water isn't still, I'm fucking out of there. I'm gone. <laughs> it's like, uh, you're not I taking us seriously. Fucking bubbles in it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's just that water, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, but yeah, so looking forward to that. That'd be great. Yeah, that'll be good. And then yeah, that alongside the uh, the typical week of you know making stuff happen and building a business. Mm. 
Oh. Which is uh, oh, yes. yeah, awesome. So it's all good. It's all good. But we're glad to be back and uh, getting these podcasts rolling consistently. And at some point in the near future, potentially with this one, we'll be um, putting some clips on YouTube and stuff as well. So if you want to see our um, dashing, handsome mugs as we're talking, um, then, yeah, you can check, check that out on YouTube. And obviously Spotify, Apple all the all the classics just those two it's literally just those two just but um okay yeah we look forward to doing this uh, some more and and building from there so if you are listening if you made it this far congratulations and uh yeah we'll, uh, we'll chat to you next week Ciao, ciao.